Zish Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast with your hosts, the one and only amazing food writer and critic for the Milwaukee Magazine, Ann Christensen and Tariq, a.k.a. The Architect. That's me. On this week's edition of This Bites, we're going to talk about a brand new brewery that opened up uh, on the east side by the name of Hacienda. Then uh, we're going to go visit uh, what you uh, wrote for the latest issue of Milwaukee Magazine. We're going to talk about uh, loaded fries. Sounds good. And, uh, you know, it's been a hot, hot spring. We're going to talk about ways to uh, cool off with some uh, amazing uh, creamy treats as well. Uh, and then we're going to talk about some couple of events and what's possibly happening at Bradford Beach. But let's start it off with this new brewery, Hacienda. I've been hearing a lot of things about it. I hear like it's beautiful. It's a really unique space. But uh, I want the deets from you, Anne. What's the, what's the... Okay, okay. I'll give them. Um, Hacienda just opened on June 1st. It's at 20... I want to say it's 2018 East North Avenue. So it's right across the street from uh, the new Crossroads Collective Food Hall. And it's very close to the Oriental Theater Oriental and Theater Von Trier. And Von Trier and Whole Foods and Jazz. And State. Whole Foods, everything. So it's kind of like this whole, you know, North, East North Avenue is mm. coming back, right? Yeah. Uh, so back Hacienda, with a vengeance. Yeah. So a little background on Hacienda. It's the modern experimental beer arm of Door County Brewery, which is based in Bailey's Harbor. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was a... Uh, I thought it, I, I, I had no I idea. it was a I, new, I, new thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, well, it's new to us. So, um, anyway, so it's going to be the, the little neighborhood tap room, but also a restaurant. 12 beers on draft, as well as bottles and cans to go. They're open for lunch and dinner. I'm going to mention some of these food items because yeah. they sound pretty darn good. Um, you know, everybody's doing pickled vegetables. So you're going to find them here with their saffron pickled heirloom vegetables. They're doing baked cheese curds. Uh, white and yellow clock shadow curds um, with an olive and herb tapenade. They have duck confit empanadas, um, beer cheese fries, which is you will find out later is mm. these smothered fries are a huge trend these days. You can get them with uh, beer cheese sauce and poblano pico de gallo, and then you can add grilled chicken to it mm. or seasonal sauteed vegetables. They're doing a fermented blueberry chicken salad. Black garlic barbecue fried chicken sandwiches, whipped burrata bocadillo, which is a sandwich on a grilled baguette mm. with baby arugula, an heirloom tomatoes, a tostada grande, seared salmon sandwich for dessert. Oh, wait, I'm going to mention they're doing a fried heirloom tomato BLT. That sounds pretty good. Mm. For dessert, uh, they've got a, uh, an empanada, a sweet empanada with strawberry basil saffron uh, and served with a scoop of vanilla bean ice cream and a churro ice cream sandwich. Are you familiar with the Mexican churros? Yes, I am. Okay. So they make an ice cream sandwich out of that with vanilla gelato and coconut gelato. Wow, that sounds delightful. Yeah. And that's Hacienda Brewery, which is open now. So when you, you said experimental arm. Yeah, like- it's experimental because some of the beers are really different. Yeah? Are they, they're not on that menu, are they? Um, there's probably ever-changing kind of rotation of beers they do. Well, I don't have, um, yeah, I don't have the beer menu in front of me. Oh, that's cool. But I do know they have some really interestingly flavored, like, IPAs. Mm. There was one that seemed like it was a Thai iced tea flavored IPA. Okay. Um, I was looking at some of them. They were really unusual. And so no Thai ice lager. 
I do not know about that. But, um, yeah, I mean, check it out. You know, you and I often talk about, you know, what beers we like and yeah. what the ones that were yeah. a little bit like, wow, this is a little uh, And bit. I found that I'm, I'm not alone. We're not alone. I've, no. I've been talking to a lot of people who were doing IPAs yeah. now. Maybe it's an age thing, growing older. It's like they're, they're tired of it. Yeah. They want something really refreshing, not a... You know, flavorful beers, but don't sit and heavy and not too hoppy. So that was our conversation about the new Hacienda Brewery on the east side. We'll continue our conversation about Hacienda's upcoming beer dinner. We'll be right back on This Bites. Support for This Bites comes from your membership and society insurance. An insurance company serving up a smorgasbord of coverages to restaurants and bars. Society Insurance offers restaurants and bar owners tailored insurance options. A full menu of Society's coverages, as well as risk prevention tips, are available at societyinsurance.com. And we're back. We're talking about Hacienda. They're off the ground running, so they're hosting a beer dinner. Right when they right yes. after they open. So tell me about their beer dinner. When it is? What's the details? Uh, it's a beer dinner um, that they're hosting on June fourteenth at 5.30 and um, it's uh, it's going to be a family style sort of family style beer dinner with 1840 Brewing Company of Milwaukee so that's like a co-host and they're also, the food is going to be done by Heirloom Cafe and Provisions out of Bailey's Harbor which is um, where uh, Door County Brewing um, oh, so they're, they're, is they're, located. They're importing some Door County culture. Yes, 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 yes. So, um, so it sounds like they're going to serve some slow fermenting barrel aged beers and juicy IPAs, and it uh, it sounds like a pretty. I don't I don't know what the menu is, but it sounds like a pretty interesting collaboration. They're going to have a guided tasting with Kyle Vetter of eighteen forty and um, Danny McMahon of Hacienda. Uh, it's going to be a guided tasting, which includes a tour of Hacienda's barrel aging facility. Um, so it's going to be a family style menu. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what exactly is going to be on that yet, but um, you can definitely make a uh, you know sort of a reservation for this. Again, it comes up on June fourteenth, uh, Friday night, five thirty p.m. Cool. That's next Friday. Yes, it is. Wow, we're already middle of June. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I know. Isn't that hard to believe? Uh, yeah. Too bad it's not feeling like the middle, middle of June. Of June. <laughs> no, it was not. cold. It was cold the other day. It was so cold. I know. I, I live here too, Tariq. <laughs> you're, you're from here. You probably love this stuff. I don't. We mentioned earlier part of the menu of Hacienda, they had these uh, fries with beer cheese. But, yeah. Uh, but you did a story, like a more in-depth kind of piece about loaded fries yeah. in the latest issue of Milwaukee Magazine City Guide. First, what inspired you to do a piece on loaded fries? Well, I'm always looking around at what the trends are in town. And lately I've been noticing that this is happening. Mm. It's sort of like um, restaurant operators are, chefs are, substituting fries for like chips in place of nachos mm. it's kind of like that yeah. idea it, you know it's kind of evolved from the uh what's the canadian thing poutine, poutine. Yeah. yeah and that's another thing yeah. that absolutely it, mm. it comes from um so you're seeing all i'm seeing all kinds of toppings and they tend to be served in places like um you know well one of my examples is is glass and griddle which is a brewery so i think it's it it lends itself really well to pub mm. style food and it's great sharing with your with your friends. Um, it's a hard, you know. It's a you would think it's a finger food, but it depends on top. It's hard to eat. Yeah. yeah. So it's not really. It's a fork. It's hard food. to pick it up. Yeah, yeah. you got to eat it with a knife and fork. But I have a few examples of some that I think are interesting that are really worth, worth trying. So their Fuel Cafe, which over on Fifth mm. Street, 
Uh, not the one in River West. This one has, or this location has a nacho fry. They call it nacho fries, um, and, but they serve them. Nacho fries, but not, my fries. Yeah, my fries. <laughs> um, nacho fries with uh, carne asada, pico de gallo, and sour cream and house-made cheese sauce. Again, that's served over this whole like nest of French fries. Um, that's it gives you a, you know a little bit of uh, you know that sort of Mexican element, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, uh, there's a actually the the new well, I shouldn't call it new because Cafe Central just went through and it's kind of like evolving. I mm-hmm. guess they they now call it uh, Central Grand Cafe and Tappery mm-hmm. in Bayview. Yeah. Um, and they have a new menu. Um, Thomas Hauk from yep, Circa 1880 so created something so, totally different there. Yep. Um, and there's one uh, that sort of has this Turkish theme. There's a smothered fry. It's kind of like a, it's sort of like a Euro topping, but it's a little bit different. Um, uh, it has uh, the tzatziki that you think of with a Euro, but this also has marinated chicken, cucumber, uh, tomato, Napa cabbage, again, over the fries. They have other versions, too, mm. of, of smothered fries there as well. Um, Glass and Griddle is one that actually we photograph um, in the magazine, and that one they call Disco Fries. And the Disco Fries um, are shredded Italian beef, melted mozzarella, and mild jardinier on top. So I want to just call it an Italian beef fries. Exactly. Yeah. What's yeah. The disco fries. So, I don't know. Kind of <laughs> disco sort of fun. On the weekends, too, they kind of jazz it up a little bit more. You can get an egg on it. Huh? Um, put an egg on it. Put an egg on it's it. Breakfast. That's right. Put a bird on it. Put an egg on it. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's a thing. Okay. Loaded fries. So what would what would be your ideal toppings on your fries? Ooh, that's a tough one because foie gras, truffled oil. Oh, I don't morels. know. I mean, some of those just. I, I'm not sure that they that sounds good. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Foie gras, would, it just would get so soft. I think it feels like everything would be, caviar. You would yeah. want arugula. I bet you would just eat arugula on top of fries. No, I just uh, eat arugula straight out of the bag now. Yeah, yeah, I know. You've got this thing about them. Um, I would just say that, um, you know, I, I know people that do not like poutine. I do like it. And, um, do you like the traditional way or the kind of the Americanized version? I've been I like seeing. the traditional way. Where, like, where the curds are not melted. It's like just... They just start to melt. Yeah, yeah okay. I like that. And you like the traditional gravy and keep it yeah, simple. Yeah, you don't need all the other. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Cool. What would I put on fries? I would probably Ketchup? do. No, I'd probably make um, uh, kalbi, marinated kalbi Korean. Chop that up, put that on there. Um, some some gochiru peppers. Probably do a kind of a garlic vinegar sauce drizzled over it. Um, I don't know. Maybe uh maybe I go through mayo yeah. kind of thing. Green onions. Maybe I'll do that. I don't know. Whoa, you could have a lot of fun with, with fries. Yeah. Doing this, I think. And I figured out the best way to make fries. It's a it's a technique to get really good fries at home. It's yeah. time consuming, but it's worth it. Because if you try to do it by stri- uh, it's yeah, I mean it, it's 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 a process, but it's it pays off in the end. And I've I- done it I've done it with uh I did the like the buffet steak and frites. So I might eat that at home. And I did the fries, you know, you soak them in water, poach, poached them a little bit, and then uh, let them sit in the cold water for a bit, and then fried them off. Dude, it tastes now, like, it almost tastes like yeah. McDonald's fries. No, I oh, use, pe- I use peanut good. oil, actually. So they stay crisp. Yeah, they stay really crisp. See, crisp. the problem, that the one problem with loaded fries is that those, those fries are just not going to be crisp once you get those toppings on there. Those type of fries, like McDonald's French fries? Yeah. You, those will stay crisp. Okay. 
like I've done half Are loaded they really fries. Really skinny. Yeah. Yeah. So they stand up to better than the bigger fries. Yeah. So they like even though they're thin, right. it's just how they're fried. Right. Right. So a lot of these fries are probably thicker. Um, next, after you want to eat a bowl of loaded fries, yeah, you probably want to cool off. Oh, yeah. And this uh, just dreadful hot summer we're having. Um, you did a story over at Milwaukee Magazine, uh, but it's also online uh, of uh, eight places to get uh, to cool off with some yeah. creamy treats. So share with me your, your some of your picks. Sure. We love, I, I think we love creamy treats all year round, right? But I guess in the summertime you're thinking, oh, this is when I really want to go to Leon's or, you know. Cups. Or cups, exactly. Purple Door. Purple door yeah. And you want to really cool off with something. Uh, so I have eight different ones. Uh, one of my new favorites is Scratch Ice Cream. I've mentioned them before. They're in. They have a location in the New Crossroads Collective. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a scoop shop there. Uh, they also do little um, uh, like ice cream sandwiches. Um, they're waffle cones. They make themselves. Um, they have some really really great flavors that kind of rotate. They have a, a salted caramel, and I know a lot of people love the salted caramel am, at Purple Door, which I like too a I lot. Love it. Their their version, they add um, pieces of waffle cone to Ooh. it, so it adds another little crispy dimension to it. I, I can't. This there's something unusual on my list that I want to mention because I don't know that a lot of people have had it. It's a Mexican frozen manganata. I don't know if you've ever had these. Um, there's a place called La Michoca- Michoacana. Mm-hmm. Um, they do like the pops the popsicles like with. This fruits. is not a popsicle, but fruits. You're right. You're so it's right shaped there. like a popsicle, but it has fruit in it. It it is. Um, it's served in a in a, like a um, um a shake cup. Oh, so that's something and it else. has a straw in it. Okay. Yeah. So what it is is it is um it just has all these chunks of fresh mango. There's orange juice in it. Um, there's a, there's a condiment. It's like an apricot condiment called chamois, chamois, chamois. I I don't think I'm saying it correctly. And then they put a straw in there that is coated in chili lime salt. So you get the salt and the sweet. This is on 16th street, South 16th, Cesar Chavez drive. And it's, it's called La Micho, La Michoacana. And, uh, so you can go in there and get this creation and it's so refreshing and delicious. And you really want to stir it up so you get all those flavors in there. The mango, the orange, this, the, that chili lime salt Dude, in there. Dude, that just sounds so delightful. Right. So, but I also have, you know, um, you know, to me, in a summer without a cops, any kind of cops treat is not a, a true summer. So, um, you know, I know a lot of people just love to go and get, like, their flavor of the day. Mm-hmm. I think it's also fun to get their, I don't know if you've ever had their special sundae. No. The special sundae has raspberry and pineapple sauces, sliced bananas, whole toasted pecans, and hot fudge. This is on vanilla ice cream. That's a real treat. Mm. Um, so those are just a few of the ones I mentioned. Yeah. So make sure you bring that um, a mango thing next time. I know. That, like, that is sounds, really delicious. The chili lime, that like, that's, that's, that's the, where like, you got brought it over yeah, like, the top. Over like, the edge. Oh, yeah. Like just to have that little chili flavor, oh, just, just fantastic. Um, next, uh, remember back uh, when that uh, Bradford Beach kind of the people behind Bradford changed kind of the operation. Who's going to mm-hmm. operate the um, the facilities, the dining facilities, the uh, vendor facilities at Bradford Beach? Well, I don't know how we missed this, but back in I guess May first, it was in the um, I think it was in a biz biz journal, Milwaukee Business Journal, Milwaukee yeah. Business Journal. So the place has taken over. I don't know if people knew this. I don't. I don't know why this missed. We missed this, but the dock, uh, it's a Chicago 
organization company that's taken over the um, kind of the food services of Bradford Beach. I don't know when this is happening. I don't know. Is Bradford Beach even open yet? The beach is open. But the I haven't seen any concessions, concessions down there. So this place called The Dock is based in Chicago. They replace um, Surge Restaurant Group, who was doing it before. Um, and they also did the Volleyball League. So I guess the county board uh, signed a five-year contract with The Dock. And uh, basically The Dock, uh, let's see, we read through this. Um, I guess the man, apparently there's a, a Milwaukee tie. The director of The Dock is a Marquette graduate. Um, but like, so I was just reading the interview. So like... They were saying, what kind of, what can people expect from the dock? They're, apparently, they're a restaurant. They also did stuff on some beaches in Chicago. So they, they basically said, quote, whether this changes or not, what we envision is on the upper tier to do a full-service restaurant, um, which was not there previously. Um, they will have wait staff, umbrellas, a full-service bar, and then you have that view overlooking the beach. They want to give uh, customers... And then they will have, we also got the little beach huts as well. Um, and they were talking about the um, <clears throat> the food, possibly food. So they're talking about, the, they probably seem to, they would probably serve the similar food, what they do in Chicago, like grilled white fish. They make their own pico de gallo, guacamole. They will have, plan to have maybe fish tacos, grass-fed burgers, turkey burgers, locally grown produce. You're going to use local purveyors. Um, and they're trying to make it sure, like, it's, they want to focus more health-conscious uh, items for people to uh, taste. So I don't know. This was back in early May, so I don't know. I don't know where they're at right now. This. I mean, that, and and you know, I mean, this has not been the most, it's been a very strange spring, let's yeah. put it that way. <laughs> so we'll have a really nice day, and then we won't have a yeah. nice day. And we've had a lot of rain, mm. and so I think it's held everything back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, the beach has been open. Yeah, so. So I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know. I haven't heard more about this, so I hope to see this become a reality well i mean it's nice to have some options down there if you're at the beach um and plus you know um i I mean we're really lucky to have the beach access that we have and i think you know the old you know bradford beach house itself is historic the whole thing is really cool Mm -hmm. it's nice to have some someone actually taking care and and putting some effort in there and again having you know some concessions especially since we don't have north point anymore So, like, you know what I like to see? So, when I lived in Minneapolis, it wasn't on a beach because Minneapolis just has lakes. It was on a lake in a park, small lake. It was a crab shack. It was really cool. So, you get like, they had, you know, like, you can get crab legs, scallops. And I was like, that's the perfect thing I want to eat on a beach or in the summer. I would love to see something like that. Like, to go down there, have some crab legs or, or soft shore, soft shore crab season now. Um, so that's what that place did in Minneapolis. And it had that shack kind of feel, get some fresh beers. But I want to have seafood. I'm looking at water. I know it's a lake. You're not going to get crabs, not really in the lake, but I like to pretend. <laughs> so I thought that'd be kind of a cool thing to see a crab shack on Bradford Beach or something, or, or any beach. But that's just me. No, comment? no, I think that's cool. I like <laughs> it. I like it. Next, uh, the guys at Dan Dan are been pretty busy. You know, they uh, started their new kind of consulting thing, doing their stuff with Iron Horse. They got the Fauntleroy. Yeah, Dan Dan. But uh, every uh, every year, um, they do um, 
their their benefit yeah. for the it's Kennedy's disease, Kennedy's, yeah, Kennedy's which is disease. what Dan co-owner Dan Jacobs, Jacobs has. has. So they do this benefit called Dim Sum Give Some, and it's coming back this June. They did a gala. I think it was the first time they did a gala version of this earlier this year, but they're doing the the regular one this June. Um, bringing Madison and Milwaukee chefs to support a benefit for this disease. Um, and some of the chefs <clears throat> and restaurants include, I uh, can't wait to get my glasses. Yeah, huh. Do you want me to tell you which, which <laughs> chefs are, in, are taking part in it? Gregory Leon of Amalinda, yeah. Karen Bell of Bavette, uh, and Madison, more from Morris Ramen. Francesca know. Hong from you know? Morris Ramen. You know? I know who she is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you been there? I've not been to we Morris to Ramen, we, we but know I we should do. We should do a Madison trip. Totally. Yeah, let's plan that. Get your editor to, uh, to I'll get her uh, on board. finance that. Yep. Uh, Thomas Hawk, of course, of the now Lone Land groups we mentioned before. Um, Joe Munch. Joe Munch, that's right. Mm-hmm. Black Shoe Restaurant Group, Story Hill BKC, Max, Maxie's Blue Hill, Birch and Booker, Good Kind, Dane Baldwin, a diplomat, Takamoto Snack Boys, Valentine Coffee, from Madison Heritage Tavern, uh, Kevin Sloan, Riverside Theater. So it's about 23, 23, 22 chefs yeah. uh, representing... Cool. Uh, tickets are on sale now. It happens, I didn't even say the date or place today. June 23rd. At the, is it still at the ICC? It's at the Cooperage. Cooperage. Well, the gala was at the ICC. It's at the right. Yeah. The Cooperage is uh, in Walker's, no, it's in the Harbor District, sorry. Yeah. 822 South Water. Cool. So it's an afternoon event, too, from 2 to 5. Cool. Then you can go and have dinner after that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's it for this week's edition of This Bite. So, you know, um, I made guacamole for the first time ever because... To be honest, every time someone provided me guacamole, it tastes like nothing. I'm like, why am I eating this? I never had. I mean, the last time I had guacamole that was good was in Philadelphia. They had different types. So I said, like, you know, if I'm going to eat guacamole, I, I guess I have to make it because no one knows how to make it the way I, should, I think it should be made. So I made guacamole. So I got some Haas avocados. Is that the thing, right? They got them ripe. I never even opened. This is the first time I even, like, dealt with avocados in my life and very proud. I had, uh, you know, onions. Uh, I put, I did two types of garlic. I roasted garlic and then raw garlic. Mixed that together. Also, the secret ingredient, the brine from a jalapeno jar. Oh, yeah. So I added that in there. Limes. Um, some jalapenos. What else did I put in there? I put in some other stuff. I can't remember. Cumin. Put cumin. Like, no one puts flavor in, uh, in, in, in guacamole. Like, I don't yeah, get that. it's pretty simple. Yeah, so I put all this stuff in there. And then the kicker. Bought some crab legs, picked I up the crabs. I saw that. And I seasoned the crabs uh, with some uh, little chili sauce and a little cumin and seasoned it and let it sit. And then mixed part of it inside and then topped it off like a garnish for the crabs. It was, I ate the whole bowl. And I was like, I'm sitting there like, why do people make guacamole like this while I'm eating it? Like it was, it was really, really flavorful. You just ate it like in this by spoonful. You no, didn't I had put chips. chips. I had oh, chips. okay, all right. I ate, the, I ate a bag of chips and a whole bowl. So I okay, ate, I you were there. gesturing in the way that you were like yeah. uh, eating it There's like with spoon. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You're and then I made it. I made my carne asada and I marinated that with uh, soy sauce, lime juice, a little bit of orange juice for an hour. Skirt steak. Oh my god, so good. I was right? so proud. I like. I made skirt. I made it before, but that whole meal. Cause it also made. I made margaritas. Made my own margaritas with my own with a jalapeno simple syrup. So I sat there and like it sounds amazing. And I'm like sitting here like, dude, why can't people do this? It's not that hard. Yeah. Oh, so maybe I'll have a truck or cart and do uh, 
carne asada. Just carne asada, avocado, guacamole, and margaritas. That's I, all I, I do. think you've now created a <laughs> crab guacamole that I've that was, never seen it before. Was stolen, it was the idea I saw in Philadelphia. This oh. place had various... That's the first time I actually enjoyed guacamole. It was a place in Philadelphia. I forgot the place. It was a Mexican place. I think it was... It might have been James Beer nominated, but they had different types of guacs. And they had the crab, and I was just like, dude, why don't people make guac... Like, yeah. every guacamole it has tastes like it's no salt. There's no onions. There's no, every time I eat it, it just tastes like bland. avocados. It's bland. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, I see I stuff really, in it. I really see stuff in it, it but like, I don't see, I bite into it. I'm like, so I decided to, to, to amp it up. Right? Is that what uh, Guy Fieri does? Oh, gosh. <laughs> or uh, what's Goodness. his face? Uh, the chef from New Orleans, Bam. Bam. What's his name? Oh. Bam. Um, I can't think of his name. Yeah, uh, I can't think of his name either. It's um. Oh, you're gonna. Uh, yeah. But I'm gonna think I'm gonna, I'm gonna make maybe uh I may make some avocado. Emerald Legacy. Yes, bam. Okay. Sorry. It's in soft crab shell, soft shell crab season. I might do some soft shell <gasps> crab nachos. I just had some soft shell crab recently. It was so good. So good. I, I love it. I don't know. I'm gonna do some fun with the soft shell crab this weekend. Yeah. Uh, but the margaritas are killer. So, so I made an orange juice version. So I made fresh squeezed orange juice. So I made another one. So basically, I sat there. I got really Drinking tipsy. Drinking margaritas and yeah, uh, and eating a whole bunch of avocado. Good fat. So I ate some good. Yeah, fat yeah, you're weekend. right. Healthy fats. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that's what this week's edition of This Bites. This Bites produced by Kitty Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from Society Insurance and, of course, the generosity of our membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org on iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts, and over at NPR. And as always, stay hungry. And keep the Malort cold. Maybe add... A little bit of lime juice. A little lime juice to it, exactly. Have a great weekend. You too.